0: Hello boys and girls, what's going on? It's Tom. And it's Jamie. Welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. The Chronicles of Bloodstock
1: 2023. I'm Harry, I'm doing vocals for
2: Embodiment.
3: I'm Sam, I play guitar for Embodiment.
2: Most importantly, though, how are you doing? Good, good. We've we've been in the trenches this whole time, you know. Um, so, it, a little bit flaggy now, you know. Playing on the Sunday is uh, both an advantage and a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. You get to be the last thing people see, but you're also one of the last ones. Yeah, on, yeah. So yeah. We've been pacing ourselves, you know, ready for this one. But, yeah, it's been a fucking great weekend so far. Really
3: good week. Really excellent weekend. Some really great bands. Weather's not been too shit. So, yeah, it's
2: been a good time.
1: Apparently, it might hold out now. That would be nice. Until be until Megadeth,
2: so you'd be I think you'd be alright. Well, well, well we're playing in a tent, so if it rains Well, that, that's what you want. you kinda of want it, don't you? Yeah, a little bit of okay. rain for us just to kinda of help the crowd out. So a time. little shit,
1: it's not gonna rain until ten o'clock. I'm so sorry. Oh, alright, yeah, I know. I, I know. I hate to break it to you, but as we know rain dance, so people want but people are flooded anyway regardless. So you know. Um so I'm assuming from what you've said you've been here since Thursday? Yeah. Yes. How has your brother's stop been so far?
2: amazing like uh, so far like we've seen a bunch of great bands we're going to see some of our friends bands as well and uh, both headliners have me away
3: absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. I think one of the things as well about playing the Sunday is you really kind of get in the mood for it, you know? Yeah, like you turn up on the Thursday, you see all these bands, and we've just like since Thursday, Friday, we've
2: just been more and more and more excited yeah. to get up on the I want to
1: play
3: yeah.
2: now. Yeah, we watched Kill Switch on Friday, and I came back and I was Oof. like, We need to go now, we need to play now. Like that was yeah, yeah. inspirational. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. they were with my curse, like, What the fuck are they doing? Oh, I, know, I, I
1: know, I think everybody just went, like, I think everybody literally as a crowd just literally <laughs> orgasmed at the same time I think it, everyone as a, as a whole mass mass gasm.
2: I knew they'd kill it as a headliner but I didn't expect it to be a 10 out of 10 and I really do think that was a 10 out of 10 on Friday it really, really was yeah. yeah
1: so we should bring this back to you guys that's what we're here for so sorry we, we do love you Kills which you were fantastic Adam
2: there. D if you're listening come do
1: something with us yeah and bring the piss jug man I'm sure he'd <laughs> love your to be a bring beef
0: ball yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> just bring it all Adam just the whole lot um I forgot where I was now.
2: Uh, oh, yes. about the yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah! I am a bloodstock festival. That's correct. It's earth? Yeah. Um So, are you excited for later? Excited for the set? Very much. Yeah, so,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've yeah,
1: been staying yeah. like obviously you. But the thing is with the Sunday as well, it's sold out. It's the only sold out day. So that obviously must be like fucking massive spirits as well. Of course,
3: it's purely down to us being on the Oh, show. 100%. Yeah,
2: it wasn't sold out, then they announced us, and then all of a sudden it yeah, happened. It so. Holy fucking body. Of the blood. Oh my God. I mean, A equals B, right? It, yeah.
1: Correlation causation. <laughs> Absolutely. But for a festival show... Do you change the set list up accordingly compared to a gig? Because obviously people gigs will obviously know who you are, but maybe sort of some people here that won't know who you are. You're like, let's just get all the fucking bangers out, boys. So
2: one of the one of the things about this set is it's actually lined up with our 10th anniversary as a band oh, as wow. well. So one of the things we did was take a look at the set list and be like, how can we sort of represent both of the albums we released, you know, over that time? Yeah. And uh, there's there's a couple in the set. Well, there's one in the set that we've not played for our very long time you know and Sam actually suggested it um, so yeah we for this one yeah we did we did sort of curate it a little bit and there's it's not just the song choices but the way the set is structured as well some of the parts might be changed you know like a drum fill that's super complex before might now be a bit more simple to allow that groove for the crowd and stuff so yeah we were very conscious that like this is a festival set and people want the festival experience we've, like, we've put some fun tricks up obviously, for the set as well there's oh. a couple of
3: there's some nice little moments
2: i hope you're ready for the ending
1: okay oh. okay i love a little tease <laughs>
2: You won't believe what embodiment's got is for the end, that's it. <laughs> B- Click B- now coming. to find out.
0: <laughs> Look, us as a podcast, we are ambassadors for the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. Are you aware of Sophie and her story?
2: I remember it. I remember it. it was yeah. horrifying, man. It I was horrifying, you know. Really?
0: really. But so being here at Bloodstock and the, the Foundation, they're very linked. You know, you've got the stage, obviously, you guys are playing on. The Foundation are here every single year. Does it make today's performance that a little bit extra special with your familiarity with Sophie's story to be able to fly that flag? Bring people to that stage.
2: Yeah, definitely. I I say I remember it happening, and obviously it was awful. But one of the things I would say that's come out of it is, you know, when silver linings and all that is like the fantastic work that the Sophie Foundation does, and all all the awareness now more for like you know um, the kind of uh, because it was was a bigoted act, right? It was horrible. Like it was judged on someone's appearance, and like that shit is is toxic. So more awareness, more you know. do you, do you know what I'm
3: trying to say uh, yeah like... I mean well, so the thing is like as a band we're very you know we're very empathetic we're very pro-minority we're very pro any kind of thing we we don't support hate or intolerance in any sort of way so to be able to kind of bring some of our message with that to the Sophie stage and have that connection is, it's really it's a good thing for us it's important you know and um, Bring in a little bit. Oh, sure, sure. oh my job. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> the people want to see you, Sam. Yeah,
1: exactly. we <laughs> <laughs> are in a band, it's like, well, there's nobody there. I'm only the new guy anyway. Like,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> Put me in the post. CGI. So something we're asking people is like, being part of this metal family that we all are, is some Is that something you guys have ever had to go for when you were growing up being treated differently because of the music you listened to, the way you dressed, whatever it may be?
2: yeah, definitely like i, I grew up in a in a small village in Dorset, and like there were like two other people that listened to like rock or metal, but generally speaking, there was a lot of like you know oh, uh, when are you gonna grow out of this phase, when's this all gonna end like or or like from you know. Older people, or from like people your own age, it'd be like, oh, it says fucking greebos or whatever, you know. Like, I I remember the very first gig I ever went to. We finished, I went to the car park, load of chavs got out, tried to beat us up. What the? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was was 16 and I was just like, oh, it didn't stop me going to another one though. I I, I told my mum I fell over because I didn't want her to know. Mum, if you're listening, I I still fell over.
1: (laughs) Um. But the key word you said there was load of. Yeah. so many people we've interviewed 8 people 20 people it was 2 two
2: cars I remember 2 cars pulled up and they just got out and they were like oh you fucking goths and I was like what's oh going on God. and that was it just tried to start on us and we had to run and you know they did I don't know man like, I'm 32 I don't really think about that too much now yeah. but like yeah it was formulative in my sort of way of thinking that like this is a we all need to stick together because yeah you know 100% the thing is like a lot of saying about the groups of like
3: 8 and 20 a lot of these acts of kind of hatred and bigotry and like coming yeah. from this place of judgment it's motivated by cowardice and fear yeah. a lot of the 100%. Oh, yeah. they Absolutely. don't like things they don't understand they don't like things that are different uh, to them yeah and that's why people i mean i've been beaten up when i was a kid as well you know it's it's not good it's not something that should happen but then you see it less these days it's not so much a thing which
2: alternative good. culture is starting to become Way more normalised. Like you look on like TikTok and stuff. Like you look yeah. at like rappers now, and they they look like like. Uh, this is not an insult. They look like emo kids from two thousand and eight. Yeah. Like I see like there's some of these trap rappers, and I'm like, you just look like a MySpace kid. Like, <laughs> but it's becoming more accepted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In that case, because it's becoming a more mainstream thing. Absolutely. Just going back to what you're both saying. You know how you said. You know someone tried to
0: and did commit physical violence to you guys because of the way you dressed? mine. Just out of interest, did you report it to the police or anything no. like that?
2: No, it didn't seem like it would
0: get anything done. No. Is there a particular reason why you didn't think that?
2: I was in an unfamiliar town. Um, I didn't know anyone there. I didn't know anything. I just wanted to go home, really. I, I, I bet, Like I say, I, I remember my stepdad picked me up. I told him what happened, and like I say, on the way home, he was like, we'll not tell your mother that's what happened. So... I tried to forget it really happened, yeah. you know. But there's a distrust, like, not... I don't know. Oh, God, I don't really want to touch the police subject. I don't really want to touch the police subject yes, too, no, no. too far. But there's, like, a bit of a... There's a lack of confidence. That's what I will say. There's a lack of confidence. Like,
3: that's how you felt, was, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, the thing is, I was a kid, and I was lucky. I wasn't really seriously beaten up or anything, just, you know. Yeah, I just... It wasn't like amazing. So stuff. I didn't see my kid was really, you know, just went home, shrugged off,
0: carried on. No, it's, it's absolutely... It's just interesting to find out because the foundation recently did a survey asking people about their experiences and, and I think it was 87% of people said they didn't bother reporting because they didn't think they'd be taken seriously. So shocking
2: it. in this country, uh, from what I understand, uh, sexual assaults, uh, only like 2% get prosecuted for oh sexual God. assaults or something like that. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. you know, It really like, is. Yeah. But really you, you are, don't start me on politics. Okay. Otherwise you'll be, <laughs> here. You'll, be here. you'll be here. You'll be here for hours. We won't say the T word. No. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. There'll be an F and two Ts
0: and <laughs> so, yeah, I'm right behind you <laughs> so just quickly going back to that like, I don't know if you've noticed why you've been here there's a lot of kids at Bloodstock there's a lot of families there's babies here it's been great that I saw a mum holding a baby watching with Sugar last night I was like that is amazing <laughs> but those kids out there are hopefully one day going to become like we were going to gigs with their friends coming here with their friends and hopefully one day like you guys playing the stages at places like this what is maybe a piece of advice you could give them or something you think the foundation could offer them as they grow up if they were to get treated like that? What is something maybe we could do to support the next generation coming up?
2: That community space is 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 really that really important, you know, for getting out there and, and talking about it with other people. Because they say if it happens you know, ultimately, nothing can go back and stop that experience from happening. But what's important is the the follow-up from that. You know, do you have people you can talk to? Do you feel supported? Can you talk about it and process that? Because obviously, like a lot of trauma is just unprocessed information about a thing that happened to you. So, like having someone that you can openly and of course, not everyone's going to understand that experience. Whereas, like you're saying about the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, if you speak to people from that, they they've had that experience they know it, it can be hard sometimes people are like I don't get it what they they shouted at you because you had long hair I don't I don't understand and I, I have to be like yeah like yeah. you know it's, it's just sometimes yeah that community space is super important yeah,
3: it's, I think the thing is as well I think a similarly similar experience for both of us as kids is we were part of a small group of people that liked alternative culture and likes alternative music so when you've only got three or four friends that that way you know it's difficult to understand yourself as part of the larger metal community and understand that these people are out there you know so it helps us find our people that's the thing you know absolutely
0: so bringing it back to you guys you mentioned this year this weekend your 10 year anniversary there's been no new music for you since 2020 no. What's
2: happening? Is there, is there new stuff on the way? So, we obviously, we released the album, and unlike most people seem to go quite hard into a writing mode, because we released the album, we were focused on the release cycle of the album during the pandemic. And obviously, I had to get a little creative about how we're going to promote it, because it was like, right, we'll go out and play gigs. Oh, no, no, we won't. No, we do not. So I had to get a little creative on like how I, how I promoted the album and everything. And basically, that led to a bit of a, a writing deficit at that point. But Finn started. Finn Finn started writing some demos. We've got like a healthy chunk of demos. Um, unfortunately, Kieran left the band last year, our bass player. And at that point, we were a little unsure, like how we were going to proceed. Where we going to get another bass player? Where we going to get another guitarist? Or, or you know, how, how were we going to do it? Basically, when Sam joined the band, Sam used to be in a band called Ascaris, where he does, he used to do guitar. He used to be the front man doing guitar and vocals. So I was like, this adds a bit of a new dynamic that we hadn't thought about before now we have a, a second vocalist you know we could do things that i'd not thought about so we've been like refining off those demos with the new things that sam will bring to the table expect something by the end of the year though
1: Did you say ascaris yeah yeah, yeah i know alex macavacchio oh no way yeah well oh, i'll in a minute yeah. um <laughs> hi alex um <laughs> you've got a tour coming up in september Excited,
2: yeah, yeah, man, yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, we were, we were always so um concerned about going out and playing headline shows outside of Bristol because, like, we're a little worried, you know, like, no one to be there, no one to care. I'd had like a bad experience with a promoter quite early on where they were like not very good to work with, basically. okay. And um, all the shows we've done since post pandemic headlining shows they've all been awesome, like, really well attended, good merch sales, and I don't know, we find ourselves a little shell-shocked, particularly over this weekend, right? Like, oh, we're in a band that people like... Enjoy and care about, and we have more fans than just your mates who come to the yeah. gig now. Yeah. I, the people I don't even know are coming up and like, "Oh, it's so nice to meet you." I'm like, "Who the hell are you?" And they're like, "A fan." And I'm like, "Oh, right, that's holy shit." It's
3: been a pretty recurring theme that we'll talk to people and they will say "Oh, you're in a band? Oh, we we're playing on the sofa stage?" You go, "Oh, hang on, I've heard of you guys." Like, we're, we've been realizing this weekend we seem to have a higher profile than we thought we'd hit. Which, yeah. that's amazing. which though. is a good place to be. A
1: yeah, place to be. and very and humble about it as well. It as well. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah.
3: better to be more famous than you think you are than the other way. Around.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen that a few yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not> sure. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for signing chat just today. You. We massively appreciate it. Absolutely smash it later on. We look forward to seeing you later on. All right. Thank yeah, you, man. <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate you too. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much.
2: Is this a strange meeting ritual (laughs) or just grindcore?